Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. And again, this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they're actually leading the way. And today we have a beautiful guest as an example of that. My dear friend, she's also known as Jolene Joy Moss, we'll talk about that in a second. She is an internationally celebrated storyteller who is changing the story of energy healing in America. And I'm going to tell you a bit about how she can help. In 2017, Jolene was awarded the Marianne Oberg Spiritual Art Grant for her children's book series, Emelina Books. And by now, in 2022, Jolene's Emelina audiobooks have been played over 50,000 times by listeners around the world with enthusiastic reviews. Jolene creates Emelina Books to speak gently to the subconscious minds of mindful Americans normalizing it for helping kids in America. She is now turning into her second popular audiobook into an illustrated children's book through a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Oh, you're so welcome. And to the world, you are known as Jolene Joy Moss and to, to, as your creative endeavors, to me, you're known as Anne. Um, dear, my dear love friend, and we'll talk about that later on, but I wanted to hear about, you know, how, what was your own heroine's journey of creating the Emelina series of creating the pseudonym, the power of creating a pseudonym? Um, how did you get to creating these beautiful audiobooks? And now we're talking physical books. What, what sparked, what was your own hero's journey to get you to the year? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. Well, I, it seems like they always start when we're really young, right? I I can remember having my very first um, diary. It was this little pink diary with pink hearts on it, and um, and I must have just learned how to write. And I was sure that I was going to be a writer and that people were going to want to know all about my life. <laughs> and so I would document everything that would happen. And I would, you know, put the date and everybody's full names in case we needed it later for, uh, for the, for the, the biographies or the books. But, you know, I kind of just forgot about that over time and laughed at myself. Every kid has their, their dream. And, um, 
I think it wasn't really until I was probably in my later 20s when um, I was working for a large organization, you know, corporate America. And um, I kept getting compliments on my writing. And my supervisor even said, you know, you've got to do something with writing. That's that's your thing. And it just I could just feel this like line go all the way back in my heart to that moment, you know, when I was writing that in that book and just thought, that's true. That really is true. It's my thing and it flows for me and it's it's somewhere that I want to play in the world. Um, and so part of the reason the Jolene Joy Moss name came up was because I was in this time where my kid, you know, my kids had been born. Um, some of the stories that Melina stories had already been coming to me, you know, while I was sitting there um, nursing and even before that. Um, but I wasn't getting them out. I, I wasn't sharing them. And I felt like there was this real, just constant like pressure within me to get them out. Um, but kind of this dragging feeling of, you know, I can't, I shouldn't, you know, all these inside stories. And I had a chance to go work with, um, Tony Robbins in one of his events. Um, and I, I just remember there was a circle where I, where we were had to figure out like, who's our warrior who's our magician, who's, you know, our inner child, who's our parent or whatever. And I remember figuring out that my, my warrior is Joe, like Joe, I don't know if it's a female or a male, but Joe just gets stuff done. And, you know, I, I was so used to playing as like more of a child and being more like, um, not getting stuff done and feeling helpless, but Joe just, she just does it. And at the same time, she always was um, she was always very intense, you know, and with kids being intense, isn't really great. Uh, it doesn't really motivate them. And so I also discovered that my magician, which is sort of in the lower part of the circle, her name was Lady Moss. And she's the one who would talk in accents and sing to the kids to get them, you know, to clean up after themselves or whatever. And, um, and so I had this moment where I was, I was really meditating and, and asking for guidance on whether I should use a pen name or not. And, and I felt like over time, the answer came through, yes, use a pen name because, um, for one thing, it got my ego out of the way. So it wasn't about, and, you know, Anne is an author now, this is Anne's story and Anne's an author. I felt more like it made room for something to come through that was guided. Um, but also, you know, I chose Jolene Joy Moss because Jolene felt like the sort of full name of Joe and joy was a different way of looking at that motivation. You know, it's not all intense, but it's also joyful. And then I wanted to make sure, of course, that Moss was in there because there's no way I could tell the stories without her. I love that. I've actually never heard you, you know, describe, I've known it's, this has been a part of your journey, but that was such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing um, getting your ego out of the way, gosh, isn't that the truth? Like <laughs> when you're creating, <laughs> because we will, we have these upper limits. We have these stories that we want to tell ourselves that are keeping us small. And I think the book series, Emelina really speaks, like you said, to the subconscious of mm -hmm. how can we use these beautiful healing modalities that should be a normal part of life to really help us feel, feel our best. Um, how did you know, really incorporating these alternative health energy healing modalities into the the books come to fruition. Cause I know, I know that's a part of your, you and your family's everyday life. Yeah. Um, just knowing you as a beautiful person, how, how, what was like the spark that you, you know, I want to write these children's books, but the, the spark behind the reason why. Yeah. 
So when I was, when I was young, I had, you know, a bunch of different health issues. I think a lot of people do, maybe everybody does. And I, and I didn't really find um, great answers to a lot of them. It seemed like a lot of times there was no answer or it was some kind of strong medicine or just something really unpleasant and, and invasive. Um, and I, I'm a very sensitive person. Like I feel everything very, um, very clearly. So also intensely and, you know, more invasive things and medicines usually didn't match well with me. Um, and so I, I just started to get curious. I, I, at some point I decided, I am sure that miracles are, are real and I'm going to figure out miracles because I really want to just heal from things without having to do all this hard stuff, you know, all this uncomfortable and painful stuff. And so I just kind of put on my radar and started searching for things that were miracle-like, things that could work really gently or really easily or really quickly um, and was really drawn to those. And so the first story that came up for me was actually um, Emelina and Papa's Healing Hands. And what happened was when I first met my husband, um, I had been experiencing headaches and stomach aches for, I don't know, forever. It was just a part of me. I just was always, you know, that's maybe the anxiety or whatever would come up in that way. And he just one day just put his hands on my on my head and on my stomach, and I and it just drained out of me instantly. And um, I had you know heard a little bit about Reiki before, but I to have someone you know like real life in the flesh in my family, you know, able to do that. I I was just um, I was so amazed that that was true and also so aware of how much doubt I had of it until I experienced it. And I just was overwhelmed with this thought, like, I don't want my daughter to doubt for a second. I want her to just, I want one of her children's stories that she hears over and over to be about Papa's healing hands. And she's never going to think otherwise. She won't have to spend a day in her life doubting whether it's possible to heal with energy. And so this literally, while she's in my tummy, the story kept coming out over and over into my head until finally, you know, I wrote it down. And then, you know, two, gosh, four years later until it got turned into a book. So that was the first story. And, um, and as we just started to discover more and more healing modalities, I would feel sort of called to share them at certain times. And it wasn't everything because there were times where I just tried to force a story, you know, if once we got onto, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with this, I apologize, but once we got onto um, Insight Timer, which is where the audiobooks are, there was so much excitement about the book, um, about the story that I started wanting to create more, you know, like, okay, let me, let me, let me go. And it didn't just work like that. When I when I would um, try to force out a story about something, just for the sake of there being a story, it was just it was a mess, and it was it was um, kind of I don't know if shallow is the right word, but it just didn't have a lot of a lot of richness to it. And um, but when I would I would wait, and I would just get this sort of like calling, and something would just come out. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Those stories have been received with such rave reviews, and it's been just surprising and special for me to to see that. So, for instance, um, I think the second story I wrote was about visiting a chiropractor because 
you know, Daniel Tiger, or, or, we haven't talked about that yet, but, you know, we loved watching Daniel Tiger or Pinkalicious, and they do such a good job of, um, of helping kids get comfortable with new or strange situations, like going to the doctor or, or going to the dentist or having a little brother or sister. Um, but I wanted my kids to, and other kids to experience what it's like to go to the chiropractor and feel comfortable with that, you know, what's it like? And, and because I, you know, because this sort of like gift of writing wants to come out through me, I wanted to use that, that like sort of storytelling ability to create these really rich stories of just a quick visit to the chiropractor, you know, they're not long. They're like six minutes in some cases, some of the stories are 21 minutes, um, but they're just the right amount of time to capture a child into this experience. You know, Emelina might be out with a snail in the beginning of one, or she might be out with some frogs in the mud in another one. Um, just really experiencing nature and, and loving this sort of natural life before she goes into some kind of situation where she needs help from one of these remedies. I love how you describe it as like Daniel Tiger for natural medicine. It's such, I mean, you're a natural writer, but it's such an easy way for you to really feel that vibration of what these books, what this intention is all about. Because we, we all know Daniel Tiger. I think our, you know, all our generation, millennial generation, even older and even younger, I'm assuming kids still, still watch the, the reruns. I mean, I, <laughs> my future family, I'm sure I will put Mr. Rogers on because it just, it hits that place in your heart where you just, you can tell, you know, we talked off air and your Mr. Rogers himself is just this man who wants to change the world. I'm just going to change the world. I'm just going to bring this love to the world. And he did it. And yeah. how powerful is that? And that's yeah. what you are doing with these books, with Emelina mm -hmm. and her story into the world. It's really, it's just you know, you talking about forcing the stories versus allowing the stories to write themselves. It's really tapping into your channel. You're, you mm -hmm. know, we're channeling this vibration into the world to create create this change. And Daniel Tiger is just a part of so many of us. <laughs> yeah. So the newest book that you are currently crowdfunding, which is amazing, is and I love the artwork and the cover of it. It's just so beautiful is Emelina and the Bee Sting Remedy. Yeah. So we t we've talked about, you know, Papa's Healing Touch and his hands. We talked about chiropractic. And this newest book is the Bee Sting Remedy. What are we talking about in this newest book? So Emelina and the Bee Sting Remedy introduces homeopathic remedies, which are really interesting because they're actually energetic remedies as well. Um, and one thing that I get really excited about with this is um, I, I, I enjoy the, uh, the book, A Course in Miracles, and one of the quotes in that book says, you know, whatever you believe in will heal you, or whatever people believe in will heal them. And so that's one of the reasons I love writing all these different stories, because um, whatever, take whatever, you know, if you want to use Reiki or homeopathy and homeopathy, you know. But I like homeopathy because... Um, I wish I was a healer. Like I really wanted to be a healer. I was like, come on, give it to me. I want, you know, the healing hands, but I'm just, I keep getting this thing like, no, you got writing, you're going to do the writing job, you know? Um, and so I'm like, okay, so I'll write about these things. And what I love about homeopathy is that 
um, it's, it's literally these sweet little tiny pills that are so easy to take and they can be instead of a whole lot of different, really, um, harsh, uh, medicines. And, um, so what happened with this story basically is that, um, Emelina, you know, who's, who's kind of based off of my own daughter and also probably off of my inner child and just, you know, just this curious child who loves to be out in nature and she's out running, you know, barefoot in the clover, having a good time and she gets stung by a bee and they're over at a friend's house and, um, the friend's mom, you know, comes over to see what's going on and they're kind of upset, you know, the, the mom's upset and Emelina was upset. And she goes, oh, I have just the thing for you. And she takes them into, you know, this place and pulls out this box with all these little, little like remedies inside of it, little white balls, you know. Um, and um, she says, I have something just for bee stings. And, you know, Emelina and her mom are just completely um, like in awe that, that there could possibly be something thing just for bee stings, you know, because that's something you just kind of have to deal with, or you try to find something that might help relieve it a little bit, you know, or you're allergic and you're terrified of bees, you know, which, which I was terrified of bees growing up. Um, so they were just so excited about the, there being this remedy for bee stings and, and, you know, kind of asking, you know, do you have a remedy in there for everything? And, and the mom is like, well, I've got, you know, four boys and, and I need remedies for just about everything. But it was like this mind blowing opening that there could be something really super easy to deal with a lot of problems. Um, and so that's what this book is about. It's just, a, it's just told from a child's point of view, um, experiencing the feeling of the clover and what the scenery looks like and what the friends are like. And, um, and then, ha you know, having this remedy arrive and it's gotten great reviews. The audiobook has gotten amazing reviews, um, really from all around the world. We've gotten people from New Zealand and India, also in the U S of course, um, Great Britain, just all over people are, are commenting on this story. And it, it just made me realize that this, it's not just for kids. It's actually also for grownups. I'm getting comments from both kids and their parents because, um, the beautiful thing about children's stories is that they talk to our subconscious, you know, our subconscious likes to hear images and it likes to hear, um, stories and it likes repetition and when people are, you know, wanting to listen to this story or and read the book over and over again, it creates that repetition where all of a sudden something like homeopathy becomes normal in the mind instead of um, having some kind of story behind it that's been created. And I think the way that you wrote the book and how you just beautifully described it is from that child's point of view and you're really getting you present into the story and, and you know, looking at the, the feel of the clover and the grass and the smells and all that stuff that relaxes the reader no matter what age you're in to to allow that subconscious to open up to hear to maybe reprogram but it takes yeah. you to kind of get relaxed and present to really get in a state of trance to reprogram and I think that's what these audiobooks and you know the actual books themselves are, are doing for people yeah that's yeah. right awesome so how can listeners or readers <laughs> of the your your books help change the story of energy healing in America? Because I know this is kind of the mission, the why behind all these books. Yeah. So 
the action right now is is about funding this particular book and i had to choose one book in order to focus because if you try to um, fund all the books at once the audience is so broad it's hard to to really speak clearly to anyone and so i spent a while and thought about which book um, i wanted to put forward through this crowdfunding um, and i chose uh, emelina and the beasting remedy in particular because the homeopathy community is really struggling right now with even just having access to homeopathy in America. Um, even though it's used by 200 million people um, and countries, you know, worldwide, we only have 2 million people using it. Um, a lot of people have, have just a lot of sort of strong feelings about it. Um, and our own government is, is um, starting to restrict it, even though it's very safe and gentle. And um, I wanted to just I wanted to be able to support homeopathy um, and it seemed like the right fit in terms of what's needed right now. Um, chiropractic has, is lucky to, to have started to be more accepted in this last decade. It's less of a, a need, um, but the book's still there and it's still you know creating that normalcy for people. So um, so what I, what I like to say is that by supporting this book, you're actually supporting all of the books because um, I can just, you know, publish books by myself, you know, in my backyard all I want. On one hand, this book is serving the homeopathy community. On the other hand, it's serving the energy healing community. And then the third group that it's it's reaching out to are people who are wellness minded and seeking health, but haven't yet incorporated these kinds of modalities, homeopathy, for instance, in their lives. Um, and that's who we want, really want to reach. Crowdfunding is focused on the energy you know, based group and the homeopathy group. But once we we fund it and it goes to retail, we're gonna be able to use those funds to also bring it to that larger group. Love hearing, it's really about building momentum, but that energetic momentum, mm -hmm. right? To 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 ripple that effect out into the, the, the entire world, which is just so powerful. And the why behind it, the intention behind it, the energy behind it. It's, it's going to happen. You can just, you can just, you can feel it. I can feel it. Um, yeah. It's funny you use the word ripple because I've felt this last week or so how clearly it is that every single time that somebody um, makes a pledge on the crowdfunding campaign, that it creates a ripple where more people are funding. And there's this interesting thing that um, I went through a whole class on crowdfunding because I wanted to do it right. And um, I've got a coach and everything. And one of the things that they teach us is that there's this lull in the middle. People love to crowdfund. They love to fund at the beginning. They love to fund at the end. And there's not as much urgency in the middle. But what I've noticed is that every time somebody funds, it creates more of a ripple, which means, you know, we can change the trajectory of that curve so that it, it has much more um distance each time somebody takes the time to contribute even in that little time yeah and i lo i love that how you described that and i think about you know the concept of light workers around the world right there there's this huge group of people i don't know how many light workers there supposedly are in the world hundreds of thousands but there are these beacons of light mm -hmm. and as you heal yourself you radiate more of that vibration and yeah. literally, that's like this beacon of light all around the world. And that's what this mission is with these books, is to have these readers or crowdfunders all around the world 
who are raising their own vibrations through these remedies, through these beautiful stories to really, it's really healing the world. If we're, we're coming down, <laughs> <get> down to it. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I know homeopathy is such a big part of your own life and your, your family's journey. We've talked about, you know, the chiropractic, we talked about, um, Papa's healing touch and, you know, energy healing. I know there's some other audio books, um, that are already out there. What are some of the other, um, stories that Emelina tells to kind of normalize and promote this beautiful healing modalities? Yeah, there's three other right now that are audiobooks. Um, there's a whole bunch of them that are still in draft form waiting to pour out. Um, but one of the um, two of the stories are actually told by little Jack, who uh, who is Emelina's little brother. And one of them is actually about the um, about the coronavirus. And I wrote it when uh, when it first came out to help kids just kind of understand what it was. And we actually called it the Janja virus because uh, Janja's this character who's kind of a bad guy in, um, in The Lion Guard, one of the shows that my son watched. And so we were like, Janja virus, it's a bad, bad guy, bad guy. <laughs> um, and anyways, it's just a short little, little um, story. And it's actually just focusing on, on um, you know, washing your hands and feeling empowered. But, um, but it just kind of tells the story about like what viruses are and, and understanding them from a different perspective. And then, um, which, which is meant to be less scary, because I think sometimes viruses can seem really scary when we talk about them to kids, but I wanted it to seem like something we could understand why it would spread the way it does. And then um, this, the second um, little Jack story is really close to my heart because it's telling the story of muscle tension testing. And I don't know if you've had that done before or not, but I, I adore muscle tension testing and it's such a long mouthful of word, you know, and it sounds kind of like, what is, what are you doing to my muscles? Um, but literally it's just asking, you know, to a little gentle pressure, yes or no to your body about things. And my husband's family has tons of allergies. And so we wanted to get our kids tested for allergies, but I just, I just being so sensitive myself, I didn't want to take them to get all these pricks and have all these, you know, just kind of a painful and uncomfortable thing. So we ended up finding um, a naturopath who was able to, to ask their bodies through muscle tension testing, what they're allergic to and get a list of their, the things that were bothering them and how we could, you know, remedy it. And, you know, of course, she also used homeopathy um, as well as a few other things to help release some of those. Um, but this particular story was actually later when we had mold in our house and um, were just sure of it, but couldn't find it anywhere. We had professionals come in looking for it, telling us, nah, it's, no, you're good. Um, but, but little Jack was getting really sick he had this horrible cough and at one point he finally got a fever and we we were just about to go on a trip to the mountains and we didn't know um if we should go you know he had a fever so we weren't sure and so we ended up reaching out to a friend of ours who does muscle muscle tension testing through the phone like over you know through the vibes through the which i just love and she asked his body you know what's bothering you um and, and asked it specific details. And she did get a confirmation that it was mold that was bothering him and that it was under the carpet, under his bed where there had been a pee accident once. And we 
would have never found it. And we, we, and, and yes, to leave the house and, and that the trip would be a good idea and that his health would be restored. And yes, it was, we went on the trip, health was restored almost immediately. And um, when we came back, you know, we did this whole remediation process to remove the carpet. And even then we couldn't really see the mold, but I had the tester come back and take a piece of wood from the floor. And only the lab was able to find that there was mold there under his bed. So it was just totally invisible, but plaguing us. And this invisible thing that you do to your body, you know, worked. To me, that's magic. I'm like, this story needs to be told. So that's what little Jack needs a miracle is. And then um, the last story so far that's published is actually about food allergies. And it's called Emelina's, um, I think it's called Emelina's best tea party ever. And this was actually a story for kids who are struggling with food allergies and feel left out when they're at, um, at other parties where there isn't something that they can eat. And so the story starts out with Emelina being out at a birthday party where she eats gluten-free and the mom knew she eats gluten-free and the, you know, one of the members of the party eats gluten-free. So they thought no problem, but she gets there and she, um, there's nothing for her to eat. They forgot. And the other person wasn't there. So they just forgot about her. And you just, you just feel with her, that feeling of trying to be brave, um, you know, somebody gives her like some carrot sticks to eat and she's like, yay, everybody else is eating pizza, you know, <laughs> or like some nice sandwich or something. Um, you feel that discomfort with her, even though she's being really polite and, and sweet about it. Um, and then she comes home and talks with her mom and they decide that she should throw her own party. And so she puts together this tea party in her backyard and it's, you know, gluten-free cause she happens to be gluten-free and they use almond butter instead of peanut butter. But she invites over her friends and they all have different like food things that are going on. And so you kind of learn that different people are having different experiences with food and things that Emelina thought were safe actually were affecting somebody else. And so they all had to sort of dance around and figure out, you know, I'll take these foods and you take those foods and I'll sit over here. So, you know, and then at the end, there's like deer walking by, you know, and everybody's just like, this is the best tea party ever. But you kind of just go with these ups and downs of that struggle of, you know, the foods that you can and can't eat um, through a child's perspective. Beautiful. And I love what you said. It's magic. These unseen forces, you know, whether it's the mold, the mold mm -hmm. led, led you guys, the mold, led to the story mm. of discovering an unse unseen magic even more right and yeah. trusting in that magic and it's really about trusting and listening to your body you know like the last story is what works for you and your body and it's your truth might not work for everybody else and yeah. being okay with that your truth is different than other people's truth but it doesn't mean that their truth is less than yeah 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 it's been a real challenge with the stories because I realize that I'm telling my own experiences and my kids' experiences, um, and I want people to hear them as this is what's possible, this is what you could be experiencing, but also knowing that their experience might be different. And so that's why a lot of times I try to keep the stories really um, short and sweet without going into too much detail about what you know other people are going to be experiencing, knowing that it'll be a little different. Even with the bee sting remedy, I've been... Um, talking with with some classically trained homeopaths um, this month and 
that remedy doesn't work for everybody the same way. Everybody's body takes them different ways, but there are other remedies that do work on them. So it's about really learning about yourself and which remedies um, speak to your body. Thank you so much for coming on here. It's such an honor to have my dear friend on here. It just makes it even more fun for me to, for the world to see my loved ones just shine so bright and and their own just glory. Yeah, you're welcome. And we close the show out the same way every week as the listeners and myself, how may we as an act of gratitude be of service for you in return today? You gave this great recommendation earlier to say, go a, hug a tree. And that sounds really good. <laughs> I want to say that, but, but let's be honest. I, I really, really would love your support in um, the crowdfunding campaign. And the sooner, the better. It actually ends on March 17th. But um, I would just ask that you be one of those those ripples that you create one of those ripples and be one of the early um, supporters that gets us farther faster so that we can meet the goal with ease. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Anne, for listening to your inner child, your inner warrior, your writer, all of you in taking this beautiful inspired action that's going to ripple. It's already rippling out into the world. Thank you. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.